Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy motherfucking Christmas Eve Eve. Because we're not going to have a show tomorrow. Uh, no, no podcast tomorrow. This is the last live podcast of 2021. Yeah. So before we get too far into it, thank you for downloading. Whether you're a brand new listener and this is the first episode you've heard or you've been with us since day one, we appreciate you so, so, so much. Uh, well into the millions of downloads now and after nine is on its way. That's great. We have a lot to talk about, Cat, because there's nothing that's been said. <laughs> Do you think Doug's coming out or is he just missed his no. window and we're just going to be fine until after Christmas? 5,790 new cases today. It's unbelievable. And to answer you, probably not. I saw the greatest meme. T- <laughs> I saw the greatest meme today. It was a podcast listener. They sent it to me. I'll show you at the same time I tell people. Okay. It's a picture of Doug Ford behind the podium. Uh-huh. The all-new 2021 Ford Escape. <laughs> <laughs> Escape your responsibilities. Yeah, no, I don't think we're going to see much of him, no. I don't believe that there's... I'm trying to think of what announcement they could, that could possibly be made where Doug would. And yes, of course, there is a chance, guys. And as he, Douglas even mentioned himself when he did speak last, that nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Da 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 da. Um, could they introduce us to any type of restriction tomorrow, for example? Could they say something tomorrow? Yes, he could. Um, will he? I, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I don't think so. I'm going to go with I don't think so. Uh, over in the UK, two new studies have come out that say, yeah, Omicron is much milder than the Delta variant. Scientists stress, though, that even if those findings hold up, any reduction in severity needs to be weighed against the fact that Omicron spreads spreads much faster than Delta. Okay, I mean, it seems a little like moving the goalposts, but whatever, that's fine. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to hear a special session. Normally, they'd come back on January the 10th. They're coming back on January 7th to hear a federal challenge against American vaccine mandates. Those are the ones that say... If you're not vaccinated, you're fired. Right. They're going to have a hard time keeping that mandate in place because, well, for example, here in Ontario, an announcement came down from public health yesterday. Test to stay is here. Test to stay is just this. If you're a hospital worker that has been a confirmed close contact of someone who tested positive, normally that would mean you have to go into self-isolation. For all of us, it means you've got to go into self-isolation. For the doctors and nurses and hospital workers, nope, you can go right back to work. Same day. You'll be tested daily. And as long as you have a negative test and you're asymptomatic, you can continue working. My question is, if that's okay now, why wasn't it okay with the unvaccinated hospital workers? I'm wondering, why did we get fired because test to stay wasn't reliable enough, but now it is reliable enough? And if they're bringing in test to stay... Because they're worried about the hospitals getting backlogged, 
Why don't they just bring back any of the employees they fired that are willing to do it? Because now we're doing the exact same thing that we said wasn't safe a few months ago, and that's why we had to fire them. On top of that, it's not Canadian, guys. It is American, and the FDA has been ahead of Health Canada on multiple fronts in this pandemic. But yesterday, the FDA authorized the use of the new antiviral pill. Yeah, there it is. We've been talking about this thing for so long, finally, and it's an emergency use, correct? Like, that's how it got through, kind of like the Pfizer did at first, etc. The vaccines. The vaccines. Yeah. 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 It's called Paxlovid. It's made by Pfizer. So either way, Pfizer's getting their money. They don't care which you take, whether you take their vaccine or their pill. But there's a lot of people that would probably be more comfortable taking a pill. If we're worried about hospital capacity, this seems to be the, the smoking gun that'll stop it. They say it reduces the risk of severe disease by 90% in clinical trials. Huh. Taken, sorry, taken as a pill soon after COVID-19 symptoms start. Okay. This pill is intended for people that are at high risk for severe disease. People with obesity, diabetes, those in the older age groups, people with weakened immune systems, as well as high risk children ages 12 and up. You go to the doctor, you've got your sniffles, you've got COVID. How do we keep you out of the hospital if it gets that bad? Mm -hmm. You take these pills. I think it's four in a series. You take them all in one day, boom, you're good in a couple of days. Hey, if we can get more data on that, that's great. So this is a good start to get that data. And yes, it's not here. As Scott mentioned, it's in the U.S. right now, but we are very quick to follow whatever the U.S. usually does. So there you go. If the FDA approves it and Biden's all for it, we eventually will have it here too, and hopefully it works well. I don't know. I don't know if they are going to approve it in Canada. Why Why don't you think that we would? Because we're, we're so hellbent on the vaxes that this is going to be an alternative for people that don't want the vaccine. If you happen to catch it, we still don't want you in the hospitals. You could take this pill and everything will be fine. Well, sorry, 90% effective. Chances are everything's going to be fine after you take the pill. So... That takes away the inherent risk of our hospitals being overrun. It's gone when we mm-hmm. got these pills. We would still need to approve it and procure them and get them delivered and then distribute them. And then we could start handing them out to sick people. But, I mean, there's such a push on for vaccine, vaccine, vaccine right now that I don't know yeah. that Health Canada's going to push it because there's a lot of people out there that are thinking to themselves, I got my two shots. They're really pushing these boosters. Now over in Israel, they're giving out fourth shots. Yeah. to people in high-risk groups. And and they can look down the line and see that that's not far off in Canada. It'll happen this year. So I don't know if I want to go into that third shot, fourth shot, fifth shot, sixth shot routine. So just give me the pill if I happen to get sick. A lot of people will say that, and I don't think that's what our government wants. They want to be a vaccine nation. So I could see that happening. I don't know what, da- and maybe there's data that supports that reasoning. But to me, I don't see it. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't. Uh, and, and hey, maybe they'll prove me wrong and approve it right away, like the FDA did. I just haven't seen any indication that it's very high on their priority list at the moment because, uh, well, we took Pfizer's word for it on a lot of things. I don't know why we wouldn't take their word for it on this. Either way, it's the holidays, guys, and we are hoping that you have an amazing one. There's a couple stories I want to cover before we get to the break. The break? No, it's not the break. This is the end. This is, I don't know. I'm on a different planet right now. I the am end, so in. It's a break. I am halfway into a bottle of rye, and, uh, <laughs> and, and the other half of me is sitting in a, a 
punch bowl full of eggnog. When you have that countdown, when you know that you're off for a while and you've got the four, we have a four day stretch. Okay. Some people maybe have a five day, maybe you're working tomorrow, whatever it is, whatever it is, even if it's ahead of Chris or ahead of a summer vacation, you do get on like a different wavelength, not really a focused one. It's kind of a jumbled one all over the place. I did a lot of like last minute, like, ah, crap, I forgot to do this before I leave. Oh, I got to do this. Uh, we're all in the same boat. It's all good. We're not very focused, are we? Nah, I don't think there's any uh, great expectation for us to be at this time of year. Everybody's got shit going on. Because even the supervisors aren't even paying that much attention, so it's fine. Mm. Can we say on the podcast what we're doing after the podcast? Um, I mean, we could if you want to. I'm really glad that Dave approved that initiative because it was something that we've wanted to do for a while. It just required a little bit of budget. But uh, uh, what we're doing is we've gone out and procured coffee carts from a leading coffee chain. <laughs> and we did not sponsor it, so we will not mention it. So fuck them. So we're, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So what we're going to do is we are dropping off a box of coffee cards, free coffees on all of them, for every police officer that's working on Christmas Eve this year. Mm-hmm. Just because want to be nice. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the people who work and work to keep us safe on times when we let our guard down. Yeah. It, it really puts things in perspective, too, when you know people close to you who are working and hospital workers are one of those um, and, and paramedics and police officers and firefighters, everybody who's working on Christmas Day, because there's a lot of people that will bitch, whine and moan about working on Christmas Eve, for example, or oh, they're going to make me go in on, you know, whatever day it is. Um, but these people are doing their job, a very important job. Everyone across the board, police officers, like I mentioned, everybody is doing a really, really important job on Christmas when they probably have families. There's probably a dinner that they would rather have, but they're doing what they chose to do for a living. And we so appreciate that because not everybody could do the job, A, and B, they're out on the streets keeping us safe. Not everybody uh, working on the holidays wants to, like you said. In most cases, it's a matter of either... You volunteered to do it so other people with families could go home and spend mm-hmm. time with their families. Mm-hmm. Or you just are uh, lowest on the seniority list. Yeah. Yeah, it, you're the newest one it, here, so you got to work. It's all, like, the way, all there is to it. I like when people volunteer, though. Like We used to celebrate Christmas on Boxing Day with my family all the time because my sister uh, is a nurse. So she, before she had a family, before she had kids, she said, look, I, I don't have kids. Yes, I have a family I'd love to see on Christmas. You have kids. It's important that you be there for them. So she used to always volunteer for the Christmas shift. And that would push our Christmas celebrations to Boxing Day. And I thought that's so nice, especially as I now have children, like that somebody would be willing to do that for someone else who has kids and just wants to spend a Christmas morning with their family instead of having to be at work. That's nice. So for those who did volunteer, especially, thank you for that. What are you doing for Christmas? Do you do anything Christmas Eve? Yes. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. It's kind of shifted a little bit. Um, mainly, it's just usually my husband and I, we have a tradition with our kids now. And it's since they were babies, basically, that I bought them new PJs. So they're going to get to open their PJs and sleep in their new PJs, usually like winter or Christmas related PJs. And uh, we buy each other PJs. And that happens on Christmas Eve. And we just usually like sips a couple drinks by the fireplace. So that's my plans for Christmas Eve. That sounds beautiful. What kind of PJs did you buy each other? Well, <laughs> I bought him the mo- the softest pants I've ever felt in my fucking life. They're actually really nice. I think they're plaid. I don't remember, but they feel incredible. What he got me? I don't know. I guess I'll have to wait and see. <laughs> is there a lot to it? Are these like traditional <sighs> PJs or is it something that dad it, it, wants to see mom wear? <laughs> every every year something different. And the one year he bought me, it, it, it wouldn't keep me warm. Let's put it that way. Ah, I'm like, yes. okay, so these aren't really something I would say because I am so cold all the time. I need like fleece. Just I will sleep in fleece. 
So I mean, like, oh, this is really sweet, but I'm I'm changing. I I can't wear <laughs> I can't just wear this. I'm freezing. <laughs> It it feels lovely, but I'm not wearing it overnight. No, 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 no. Uh, Okay, let's get to a couple things before. This is not going to be a long one today, guys, because we do have shit to do. First off, today is a very important day on the calendar. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. (laughs) Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl's face. (laughs) Happy Festivus, everyone. We we know some people who are very, very into Festivus, and that's all good. That's all good. I like that. I, uh, I like the thought of airing of grievances. Right before Christmas, let's say you celebrate both and maybe you only celebrate Festivus if let's say we lived in that imaginary word world, okay, where we did that and we aired our grievances today. Mm-hmm. What would Christmas in your family look like if you aired your grievances and, and practiced Festivus? See, I'm in such a good spot right now that I actually don't have a problem Not with that? anyone in my family. I, Everyone's good. good. Everybody's working and they've got uh, ambitions and plans and everything is coming along. If anything... I'm the degenerate now. I'm the one who's living at home with my mom and and homeless at the moment. And <laughs> I don't have any grievances to air. That's really that's really great. That's a good sign. Now, if you want to talk about grievances in general, march my ass down to fucking Queens oh, Park yeah. and gather Fuck. the assembly. Scott, I would like I, to, to tell you a few fucking things no, here, Doug. I wouldn't want you to miss Christmas with your family, which you would do if you had to sit there and air all the grievances. It would take you two fucking days to do it. You're absolutely right. It would be a long speech, like filibuster style that's great do you have any grievances to air um you know here's what i not necessarily grievances but what i'm personally going to do is attempt to not talk about covid and vaccines during the holidays i'm gonna see i'm gonna see if i can get away with it i know there are people in my family that might bring it up and that's uh, okay but i'm gonna do my best to deflect and distract and talk about other things because i'm just I, I know there's a lot of questions and I know people are asking, but I feel like I hear it constantly and talk about it constantly. I just don't want to talk about it. So it's not necessarily airing of grievances, but for me, there's things I would love to avoid talking about. You know, you know what it's like when you're sitting around the Christmas table. Nobody, there's certain topics, politics or whatever. You, isn't it better if we just avoid them? So that's more what it is for me. I read, uh, I was reading an article this morning that popped up. On Twitter, I think it was like a sponsored ad or something, but it was from like a good source, like a Globe and Mail that said that Christmas is the best time to discuss your death. Really? And wills. Oh. And let your power of attorney know there. But I'm just thinking, how does that go a lot? Like, Do I put that in a card on the tree? Or? <laughs> how awkward is that? How awkward is that? Like that's While you're all here, I'd like to tell you when something. When I die, just so you know, you're not getting as much shit as you think. You're not getting as much shit as you think. You're probably getting a lot more than you fucking deserve. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, that'd be fantastic, but they actually. they say it. Professionals who, who do this, these things for a living say that the holidays is the best time to talk about wills and powers of attorney and just let people know. I mean, okay, fine. Doesn't it bring down the conversation a bit? Like you're no, just a, no, no. You no. think that it's, I do think you think this, this is, is good? Yep. I think we should <laughs> earmark an entire hour before dinner to discuss 
your final affairs and how they should yeah. be arranged and who's going to be in charge and and really lower the expectations for what's available to the people who survive you. Right. Okay. Because I do. It's an important thing to talk about. My God, I think the stuff that's in mine. I don't think all the people on this list know. Like, I don't think the people that I'm going to give my kids to if my husband and I die even know. But congratulations, Scott. You're going to be in charge of my two little ones. No. Fantastic. I'm an excellent father. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I know you've got you got some money, so I think they're going to be in good hands. And you love paying tuition for your two kids you have now. So oh, yeah. I'm sure you could pile yeah. on a couple more. Holy fuck. Yesterday, Joe Biden forgave student loans again for 90 days. Oh, I saw that. I went out and bought a new fucking jacket. It was great. <laughs> Thank the Lord, Joe. Joe's been the best the last couple weeks, hasn't he? He is lighting it up. Look at that. Uh, While we're talking about grievances, this is an important one. And I think this is one that, and and this is rare because we don't agree on much these days, but I think this is one we can all get behind. Somebody needs to take the phone away from Britney Spears. What she put out there yesterday was basically a crime against humanity. (laughs) It was so fucking bad. We played it this morning on our FM radio show and didn't know what to expect. We knew we, we knew it sucked, but we thought, oh, maybe people will hear something that we don't. Nope, they heard the same thing that we did, and it's god-awful. Britney Spears, in teasing that she'll have new music out in 2022, that's great, that's big news, decided she was going to do a little acapella on Instagram yesterday. And what's something that we know about Britney Spears? Well, in addition to being an exceptional entertainer, She's never been accused of being a good singer. No, I mean, vocalist, when you say the best vocalists of all time, she's not. Not, not even in the not, top 100. Doesn't crack the top 100 for sure. Entertainer. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That that whole package, nailed it. Yeah, you got a fucking snake on your shoulders oh. and your tits are hanging out. Oh. It's just, people love that the stuff. Dancing, it's just uh, boobs going beautiful everywhere. Beautiful hair, always on point for makeup. The music videos, outrageously amazing. And then she sings. I think, and we haven't even played it yet. I I think we're really building up the suspense here for anyone who hasn't heard this. Wait till you hear this. I think that Britney, um, over the years, has been the subject of much ridicule for lip syncing on occasions when we thought someone would sing. And it was, whether it's the MTV Awards or the Grammys or something, there was always people who flagged Britney Spears for lip syncing. It may not be that she wanted to lip sync. They may have just turned her mic off. That's probably what happened here. And allow me to present Exhibit A. Britney Spears, a cappella yesterday, on Instagram. Yeah! Holy fuck. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Here it comes. (laughs) Holy fuck. Somebody call the army. That's a disaster. We need to stop moaning. We need. about no 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 um 
I don't even know how Did we recover from that. that. Did I didn't you fucking ask for, ask for that? No. no, I didn't ask for that. Where is her boyfriend? I thought the whole point uh, of getting her no. out of this conservatorship no, and no. just say, will Sam not be honest with her and say, "Hey, babe, you're great," but nobody's gonna like that. That's fucking terrible. Comment on the video from Sam Asgari. I effing love this so much. Sam. Sam, you don't. I mean, you love that she's. You love that she's free. You love it that she's free. You love the woman she is. And that she's a great mom yes. and and uh, probably a fantastic partner. Yeah, it's great. Great dancer. Britney Spears. Sure. I did. If you'd ask me yesterday, what do you have in common with Britney Spears? I couldn't have thought of a single fucking thing. <laughs> now I know that neither of us should be singing on Instagram. Neither of us. Why don't they put that on like phones to wake people up in the morning? Make that one of the ringtones for an alarm. I get it. That'll get your ass out of bed. You have heard that about four or five times now, and every single time I'm shocked. (laughs) Every time I'm taken by surprise. What the fuck? I just opened up my phone this morning and I thought, God damn it, it's on low and I'm still going to wake up the whole house. This is crazy. Man, I'm so happy for Brittany and I'm happy she's free and I'm happy she's going to do whatever it is she wants to do next. And I'm sure whatever it is, like her supporters are going to... Buy the songs. There's going to be a great producer that's going to make that that's going to make that sound pretty okay. You could put Dr. Dre and Timbaland in the same room together. That's two of the most, most brilliant minds in music production, and say, "Hey, guys, can you do something with this?" I want you to know just what I mean. No. The answer is no, they can't fix that. No, 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 no. no. It's too far gone at this point. (laughs) Do you think Jamie Spears is listening to that going, "Uh uh-huh? That wouldn't have happened on my watch. Uh, That's why I controlled her so much. So Nobody got to hear it, but here we are. You know who's most upset about this is the judge who freed her. Like, (laughs) ah, fuck. I didn't know that was going to happen. He's like, don't embarrass me, bitch. I do love Britney though. Like this is this is great. This is fantastic. My question is because you know she posts a lot of photos and videos. She posts a lot. She took a look at that one and said, "Yeah, that's the one I'm going to post to my 37.9 million followers. Mm-hmm. That's the one." I'll bet you that's like the sound that like beavers make when they want to mate or something like that. You know, like there's got to be that that sound has got to be familiar and, and pleasing to somebody on earth, n- not us. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should apo- we should apologize for that, shouldn't we? I mean, there's not a lot of things we'll apologize for, but that was pretty rude. Sure. We b- apologize on behalf of Brittany? I'm not apologizing on behalf of Brittany. That was her fucking mess, not mine. She's not apologizing. I'm apologizing for playing it twice. (laughs) Once, you needed to hear it, too. That was overkill. That was overkill. Scott, that was too much. We might have lost some people, let's be honest. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the end game here for James Franco in this interview? Is oh. he really trying to repair his reputation and just 
quietly live a nice life in private, or is he trying to convince the executives in Hollywood to start hiring him again? I, I don't think he's expecting that. I think that... So James Franco didn't talk for a long time. Maybe you need to refresh her because sometimes it is hard to keep track of who's not you know, being talked about for what reason. But it was 2018. The LA Times did this big um, article on him. And in, inside of it, it included a lot of um, sexual misconduct allegations against James Franco. One of the big ones was that he started his school and he started an acting school for those that don't know. I think it was like 2015, 16, whatever it was. And he actually had students and he was actually a teacher. Was he very present? No. But did he invite female students to fuck him? Yes, he did, but they were adults. He was like a poor Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) (laughs) But he thought it was okay because they were adults. This is what he said in the interview, by the way. This is not me just guessing. He said he thought it was the whole thing was okay. Um, He did not think it was coercion in any way, shape, or form, or that, you know, these women would be promised a role in a movie or anything like that. They were just students. He got close with the students, et cetera, et cetera. But above and beyond that, there were a lot of other complaints about him as a person. Falling asleep on movie sets, not attending things. The Oscars were a fucking disaster when he hosted. Anne Hathaway even threw him under the bus after it, saying he never showed up to rehearsals, blah, blah, blah. Not that that would have saved it. So this is him speaking. It's been a few years since we've even heard from him following these allegations. He kind of dropped off the face of the earth. So who was left to answer questions? Because James went MIA, his brother Dave, and I felt bad for Like nobody should have to answer to their sibling. No. And nobody should have to answer for their friend. And such was the case for Seth Rogen, who came out and said not long ago that, yeah, I, I don't talk to I don't talk to James Franco and I'm not planning to work with him again. So here, let's play some of uh, James Franco in his in-depth interview. The first time we've heard him talk, and maybe it has to do with the fact he settled a lawsuit recently with those two accusers at his school for $2.2 million, by the way. So mm. I assume they get $1.1 a pop. I'm not sure. But he settled lawsuits recently. That makes me feel like that is probably the reason why he's talking, but he's done a lot of work. He was asked about me, and um, I just want to say I absolutely love Seth Rogen. You know, because a lot, I guess I'm talking about because a lot of people come up to me like, I love Seth Rogen. I worked with him for 20 years. We didn't have one fight for 20 years, not one fight. He was my absolute closest work friend, collaborator. You know, we just gelled. What he said is true. You know, we aren't working together right now and we don't have any plans to work together. Of course, it was hurtful, you know, in context, but I get it. Hmm. Uh, He also answered the question, why now? You know, when something like this happens, like the natural human instinct is to just make it stop. You just want to get out in front of it and whatever you have to do, apologize, you know, get it done. But what that doesn't do is allow you to do the the work and, and to look at what was underneath. Like whatever you did, even if it was a gaffe or you said something wrong or whatever, there's probably an iceberg underneath that of behavior, of patterning, of just being blind to yourself that isn't going to just be solved. I've just been doing a lot of work. And there were some issues that I had to deal with that were also related to addiction. And so I've, I've really used my, my recovery background to kind of start examining this and, and changing who I was. I, I'm guessing from that that he went and got professional help it sounds like he did i mean he actually sounds sincere he's reflective 
he didn't just acknowledge what he did and try to make that right. He also acknowledged what made him do that. Mm -hmm. And that's an important step. Good for him. I think that's great. Yeah, he's had a lot of issues through the years. I mean, like he had mentioned, he had substance abuse issues and we knew about that and he went to rehab for it and... That was all we knew at the time, but there's a lot more, right? Um, his sex addiction issues came into play, and he's not... I like that he didn't try to use that as an excuse here for what he did, for the women that felt as though they were victims to him. He didn't say, yeah, but I was... You know, I had, a, I had an addiction problem, and that's why. So, meh, that doesn't matter. It was more of a... I had, I had an obvious problem that I needed to fix, and I, I worked on that. You know, instead of trying to victim blame it, you know? <laughs> When it comes to the victims that got this payout, what exactly was the payout for? I don't even know if you know the answer to this, but I'm wondering because this was consensual sex, right? Mm -hmm. They were invited to his penthouse and they went there willingly and they, nothing was not consensual. I don't think anybody disagrees about that. So they had consensual sex between two adults. Why would he have to pay out these girls for that? Was there more to the story? Or is it just the fact that he was in a position of trust over them as their instructor? So this, yes, it is more about the power that he he had held. And he had an actual, (laughs) he had a class called Sex Scenes. And in one particular instance, the women that came forward said they felt very, very, um, nervous around him. They felt they had to do it because again, he was the teacher. They were the students. And in one particular case, when they were, when they were, I don't know if they were filming it or practicing, uh, he encouraged them to all get together for an orgy scene. Oh yeah. So that would be enough. Do you need to apologize for that? It was not necessary. An orgy type setting is what it was. Um, now two, I don't know, two people were involved in it, two former acting students. And I don't even think we ever got their names. I'm trying to figure out if that was ever, uh, understandably, it probably was not. Oh, no, it was. No, it was. Um, they accused he and his partners of sexualizing their power as a teacher and employer by dangling the opportunity for roles in their projects. So I don't know if that was ever proved because, again, this is a settlement, right? So this didn't have to go into full detail. Right. This was a let's settle this. Uh-huh. And they settled for $2.2 million. But we would have probably known some more potential true details maybe or alleged details of what that looked like. Like, hey, I will give you a role in my movie. Why don't you go ahead and do a little scene with me and her? You know, those, I don't, I'm just giving an example of what could have happened. It might've been cheaper to just give them a role in a movie. Yeah. Well, but he just, he wanted a blowjob too, clearly. And he wanted, he wanted to have his cake and sit on it too. And and <laughs> here we are. Uh, but hey, he's, he's learned from it. And that's all you can really ask for it. When he talks, here's what I notice in people is when they talk about things after the fact, he seemed very comfortable to talk about it. So that tells me he did put in work. Like he sat there saying, yeah, I fell asleep on a fucking movie set. Like to the point where, you know, Brian Cranston was filming me. It became a running joke. And at the time I thought it was a funny joke. It's not funny. Like that's lazy. Mm -hmm. I'm being given this great opportunity and look at me. Like he talks about it so comfortably that I feel like he's really acknowledging what happened. Now, does that mean we'll know ever know James Franco is James Franco again? Maybe not. I think we have to just keep watching Pineapple Express and reminiscing. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way. But uh, yeah, I don't know if he can make it back. I hosted the Oscars. I let them down. I let my coworkers down on my movies. I, I remember not one set, multiple sets where I would fall asleep between takes. I was too tired in class. Like I said, I had no business doing it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it really sounds like he's done the reflection. 
So does that mean it's okay now for people to start using him or is he still persona non grata? Oh, I think that people could do it if they want to. I mean, this I mean is- that's always the thing, right? I mean, after you've gone through something like he went through, you've got to put in the work. That's what they always say. Yeah. So it sounds like he's done the work. Can he come back now and and be James Franco again? Yeah. I don't know the answer to yeah, that. Yeah, anything's possible. I will say anything's possible, Scott, if it shows that he did some work. Look at uh, Robert Downey Jr., is a great example. Mm -hmm. Now, the media wasn't the media when Robert Downey Jr. went through all of his shit. And for those who don't know about it, you can Google it. He went through a really, really tough time. Not Not the exact same circumstances, but he went through some shit. He's now one of the richest fucking actors there is. So, yes, it is possible to come back from some shitty scenarios. But will it happen for James Franco? Only time will tell. Will Seth Rogen reach out to James after he sees this? I'm curious to know that. Seth is a pretty open guy. I think he would be willing to at least be like... That was big of you. Yeah. And leave it. And maybe they don't have to be best friends again after that. No, no, no. But you can at least reach out and be like, if he felt that was sincere, Seth, I think should just be like, good for you. I'm glad you're on the right path. Sounds like you're putting in the work. Just wanted to say that. Yeah. Doesn't mean you got to put him in a movie. No. But you just say that. They could go to an Adele concert together. That'd be wonderful. Beautiful. (laughs) A couple quick stories before we leave, because we're almost at time. Okay. Uh, California. A woman says she makes her boyfriend FaceTime with her while he's at work. Okay. For his entire 12 hour shift. It's one 12 hour FaceTime. Where's that much data? <laughs> the reason he works at the Amazon warehouse, by the way, the reason he has to be on FaceTime with her for his entire shift. His girlfriend doesn't trust those other bitches that work there. Oh, wow. That's insecurity. On a new level. I would. Maybe she shouldn't be with this guy. Or uh, maybe he shouldn't be with her. I'll do you one better. And I think she really needs some professional help. I think you should take time away, much like James Franco did, and really reflect because <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of fucking issues. A lot of it. And he goes along with it? That boggles my mind that not only do you find someone who asks for you to FaceTime them your entire, or even let's say half your shift to make sure you're not talking to women, you have another party willing to do it. What the fuck happened there? Uh-huh. You got a lot of problems. Yup. Goes beyond like just jealousy issues. There's people with jealousy, jealousy issues maybe. That's extreme. That's a, you, you got some fucking problems deep rooted that you need to get figured out. A woman thinks she's been left with PTSD after her husband had to breastfeed from her to clear a clogged milk duct. Oh, dude, yes. Oh. Her name is Jennifer. She shares her story on how her other half stepped in to help yeah. after the clog turned into mastitis mm-hmm. and left her in agony and her mm-hmm. baby daughter unable to get the milk she needed. She says, there are some things in marriage and having babies that you can't prepare for, and this is one of them. After being diagnosed with mastitis, She was put on antibiotics Mm -hmm. and hoped the tablets would help, but she was still in major pain after two days. She also tried various supplements that people recommend. She took baths in Epsom salts, which is also meant to help with clogged ducts. Nothing worked. She says, so I found this article because I was Googling and Googling that said your partner could suck the clog out. The pain got so bad, she asked her spouse if he'd consider stepping in. I mentioned it to my husband. I was like, can you help me out? He was like, I would do that for you. I might gag. I might throw up, but I will do it for you. So we did it. We got this bowl and put it to the side so he could spit it out. 
and I breastfed my husband. Oh my God. In the beginning, he got a small taste of it and he was like, this is actually really sweet. (laughs) But then at the end, when he unclogged it, he was basically about to gag because it started flowing because the clog was gone. And that was enough. The hubby was asked to rate the breast milk out of 10. He said it was very good. I guess maybe I'd give it a nine. I mean, it was a 10, but I don't want to admit that it was a 10. <laughs> That's a great story. What? Uh, I, I didn't know that was a thing. That's really? a thing. Your yeah. your breast milk can get clogged in your breast and you got to like literally suck it out. It's a, it, it can be extremely painful, even without mastitis, mastitis uh, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, it can be very, very painful. Even if it's, if your milk is coming in, you're breastfeeding, your milk is coming in. It's constantly coming in, right? Which is why a lot of people will pump in between feedings, right? Just to continue it and keep the flow going because it can really hurt in between feedings. That alone. And that's without a clogged duct. But yeah, you can get a clogged duct. And and if you do that, there's a lot of different ways. Like she mentioned, oh, bath with Epsom salts and this and that. Sometimes you need to take stronger measures. Sometimes you try to pump it out. Sometimes it doesn't work. The suction isn't there. But if you have your husband with a great suction, then yeah, I guess if you feel that you got to do it, then you do it. So he would suck and get a big fucking mouthful of breast milk and spit it in the bowl. Yeah. And then he'd go back to sucking and spit. I guess that's what happened. That's yeah. a we- I wonder how long that took. Yeah. But how long was say? he sucking on him? Uh, and do you have to work your way up to the, do you have a few drinks before you do that? Or how does that work? I don't even know. I Thank God you, I've never been in that situation. I don't know if you want to, you never usually want to mix hard alcohol and milk. So I'm not sure if you <laughs> want to do it with breast milk. Oh, it's a white Russian. Okay, great. That's what we're having. By the, by. <laughs> a what, homemade white, white Russian. Is a ho- is, you know, hey, there's worse things you could have in your mouth. This is organic. This is a beautiful thing. And full me, of nutrients. Full of nutrients. I, if anybody is disgusted by that, you really got to ask yourself why. I think it's funny that she was so nervous to ask him. I mean, wouldn't we do anything for our partner if they yeah. were in pain? Yeah. I would think. Yeah, absolutely. And and it is, it, some people really, it's an, it's agony. A lo- not a lot of people are willing to admit it. I'm sure that's not the, that's obviously not the first time something like that has happened. This is just someone who's willing to talk about it. And good for her for willing, be willing to talk about it. Not a lot of people would. Would it be instant relief? Like as soon as the clog is gone, would it be like, ah. Uh, like when you finally get to go probably. pee after you've been holding it for a long probably. time? Probably, yeah. So she probably felt fucking fantastic. When the Advil or Tylenol kicks in, you know, like that moment of like, oh, finally, fuck, it's gone. Uh. Or, or 10 times worse. But uh, to go back to what I was saying, if, you, if, you, if you're grossed out, if you're like, that's fucking nasty. A lot of people drink milk. Cow's milk. Mm-hmm. That's the breast milk of another fucking species. So don't you dare be grossed out. By a human man drinking someone's milk, and it's his wife's milk. Oh, and he didn't necessarily swallow it. We know that, but I do find it amazing how many people think, "Oh, that's fucking gross!" Or I accidentally took a swig of my wife's breast milk because it was in the fridge and it wasn't labeled. Ugh, fucking gross! Like, okay, you 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 were likely to drink and eat a lot of shit that you should be questioning. So don't fucking say that's gross. Couples do a lot of shit that might be considered gross outside the context of sex. You're absolutely right. Oh, fucking breast milk is awful. I'll eat her ass, but I'm not going to drink her <laughs> breast milk. You know, like, fuck off. Get out of here. Fuck. Case in point, Scott. <laughs> Case in point. One minute, I can do this. One minute. They are the 10 most common things that couples will fight over over the next few days for Christmas. Number one, the mother-in-law fight. Mm. His mom hates your cooking. 
He says she's just trying to help. Do you tell him to fuck off or do you just tell the mother-in-law to fuck off? Because somebody's getting told to fuck off. Does everybody get told to get out? Like, how does that work? (laughs) The money fight. You want to throw a little party or buy great gifts for everyone. He says no, because you can't afford it. Mm. Okay. The why am I doing everything fight? Most likely started by women after having done 90% of the prep leading up to the holidays. That's where fights start. The location fight. He wants to spend the holidays with his family. You want to spend it with yours. Oh, that's a tough one, yeah. He wants to go to his buddy's house. You don't want him to. By the way, I'm saying he, this could easily be interchangeable. Yeah, she, he, yep, sure. The not tonight, darling, sex fight. Ah, fuck, I'm too tired. I've been on my feet since this morning. We've been on, we were unwrapping presents at 6 a.m. I can't do it tonight. I don't know why you would fight over that. That seems like a weird thing to fight over. Fuck you! Okay. (laughs) There's the travel fight. You overpacked. You missed a flight. Luggage got lost. Any of that sort of stuff. Sure. Sure. Don't they always say the best way to get to know somebody else when you're starting to date them is to travel with them a little bit because those little things, those little fights can happen. Sure. I hate traveling with, I haven't traveled with my girlfriend yet. Right. COVID got in the way. Sure, yeah. If I find out she's not the person that runs through the hallways to get past the crowd to get to the baggage carousel before everyone else or to get to customs before everyone else, I'm afraid she's on her own at customs (laughs) and I'll see her outside on the sidewalk. And I haven't told her that yet, but God help me. If I get stuck behind a hundred people in line at that shitty hall at Pearson at customs, fuck it. We're either running or you're going through on your own. (laughs) There's the annoying habits fight. The stress of Christmas, they say, can turn a lovable quirk into a full-blown fight. Would you stop doing that? Don't bite your nails, fuck. The gifts fight, when you got him an iPad and he got you a scarf. Oh, that is... <laughs> and, it, and it's always like, no, it's fine. It's I'm, I love it. Thanks. Hope you enjoy your $600 present. <laughs> There's the badly behaved children fight. Gifts, lots of sugar, and bedtimes that are pushed back. Often causes tired, short-fused, and hyper-children at Christmas time. (laughs) Sure. And not everybody likes it. Yeah. And then there's the exhaustion fight. One or both of you is exhausted, and you take it out on each other. We have managed to avoid all 10 of those so far, but I am exhausted, and I don't want to see your face until (laughs) January 4th. You can text me, and that's about all I'll, I'll accept text, at this I'll point. text you on Christmas and maybe New Year's Eve. It depends on what state of drunkenness I'm in. Shall I remember or not? But, uh, yeah, I hear you. Just so you guys know, it's not just a podcast gimmick. She'll actually text me, happy motherfucking Christmas Eve. Happy motherfucking New Year's Eve. I will. I will do that. <laughs> guys, we wish you the absolute best. If I can leave you with one thing. Uh, We had a lawyer on our FM radio show the other day, and I asked him specifically about this. Mm -hmm. There will be people over the next couple of days that are going to get charged with impaired driving. Impaired driving in this country kills people. We know that. We don't need any studies. We don't need to see what the fuck is going on in South Africa or the UK to know that. Drinking and driving here in Canada kills people. Don't even put yourself in that situation. Don't even Mm -hmm. think about it. You don't drive if you've been drinking. There's way too many other alternatives. And on top of that, what our lawyer friend, it was Ian at Cohen Highly, pointed out to us is 
hypothetically, let's say tomorrow, Christmas Eve, ah, you decided to have a few drinks and the cops catch you. You'll be in jail, jail, jail for days. Days. The courts are closed and you don't want to spend time in jail. Think about that. Think about the people that you're supposed to spend Christmas with. There's things you want to do. And it, one of them is not being in jail. So, oh. yeah, that's a great reminder. I mean, it, it sucks. Where's that, daddy? Well, he decided to have a few drinks. So yeah. now we'll see him on Wednesday. You know, but it sucks that we even have to throw that in people's faces as like a reason not to. You should just know not to. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, but where am I going to park my car? I can't leave my car here. I need my car tomorrow. You don't need it that yeah. badly. Yeah. And you know what? You probably shouldn't have brought it there in the first place. Take a freaking cab or an Uber. There's no excuse for it, everybody. And if that's the one thing we can remind you of, please don't drink and drive. And have yourselves a fantastic Christmas. We love you. We will be back with new episodes in early January. We'll chat with you in 2022, y'all. Oh, sorry. One more thing. (laughs) We need to stop moaning. Have a great Christmas, guys. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.